Welcome to Prickly and Blooming, hosted by Jesse Browning and brought to you by LaJoy Society. At age 35, Jesse theoretically adored her life. She was a mama to four children and owned multiple businesses with her husband. But without an ability to cope or care for herself, an isolating darkness crept in. Through reckless self-care, therapy, and lots of candor, Jessie found her joy again. She has created LaJoy Society to embolden others to do the same. Each week, we will meet a woman who has an authentic story to share. Undoubtedly, Jessie will be sharing her big heart, unusual life, and countless theories with you along the way. Now, here's Jessie. Hey everyone, it's Wednesday and I've got something a little different this week. I'm bringing back my friend Callie Wiley from The Nutrition Rookie. And we are just talking today about what's going on and where we are and how we are excelling, what we're having a hard time with during this just really insane, unprecedented uh, time where we're all in isolation and we're all at home and we're all out of our routines. And so here we are. And Callie is going to air this episode on her feed too. So we're doing this like crossover, the Joy Society and Nutrition Rookie coming at you. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on this. I'm super excited that we're doing this. I know we've been kind of like talking tons back and forth anyways on all this stuff. Um, And I think there's a lot of it that's important for us to get out and some of our conversations that need to be shared with more than just us. (laughs) So I'm really excited for this. Me too. And, you know, this was born out of, um, I, I think the other day you were, you, you were talking about something that was happening at work or something and just something that wasn't going well. I can't remember, but I was like, Hey, I have an idea. Like let's record a conversation about like how we're dealing with this all and what's going on. And, and also something else that I wanted to talk about is like what, and we'll, we'll get to this in the end of like, how, and I'm sure we're not the only ones, how people are leaning into like passion projects at this moment, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. You probably hear me writing this down, so we'll remember to talk about it later. But, um, hi. <laughs> so what's going, let's each like share with what's going on. You go first. What's, yeah. what changed in your world? Everything has changed in my world. <laughs> um, no, it's been a really interesting time just to see how different people are impacted by this and who's impacted in what way. I know for us, like my husband got fur- furloughed. We're calling it a layoff because he's not getting paid. And so he got furloughed uh, a couple weeks, a week and a half ago now, um, which was Such not at all in our 2020 vision. Let me start there. This was not yeah. on my vision board. Yeah. And so it's been a big shift for us as far as like, do we ride out the storm and him not find another job or does he find a job or what happens with that? It's shifted a ton of how we have thought about everything and kind of where we sit finances, where we're kind of sitting with all sorts of things, which I can dive into a little bit more, but I still am employed. Um, Most people don't know this, my listeners and probably definitely not your listeners. um, I do work a full-time nine to five, eight to five, um, HOA management job, which is thankfully still an essential business. So I'm still okay, but I did have to do pretty major staff layoffs for low type situations for all of my team, which was super hard to do and super unsettling and nothing like I've ever had to do before. But we're looking at the positive things that have happened with this and financially, it's definitely been eye-opening. We've always been very comfortable. My husband and I very much play it safe with our finances. And this has kind of forced us into what's important and do we actually need a four bedroom house for two of us? Like, do we actually need a mortgage that's this large or could we start downsizing and what could we do with that and all the things with that? So it's been interesting to kind of see what it's brought out of this. Right. Um, what's bubbling What's bubbling to the surface? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, I've literally connected with people, phone calls, video calls, podcast interviews more in the last two weeks than I've done in six months. Like, so that for me has been a super great reward out of all this, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely an interesting, an interesting time right now. So everything's yeah. changed. Our whole 2020 plan of everything is non-existent anymore. <laughs> yep. yep, pretty relatable premise, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you? What's going on with you guys? How are you guys hanging in, and what's going on? 
Uh, so, you know, I have four kids. They are home from school. They've been home from school since March 7th, I think was the Saturday that they started their spring break. And then, you know, they never went back to school from spring break. They started schooling officially, I think, was it last week? Yeah, a week ago was when it really started. The week before that was kind of introducing everybody to the programs and that. My husband and I are entrepreneurs that own two coffee shops that are open. We are in process of opening our third as we are speaking. And the first two coffee shops are also um, laundromats. They're like a hybrid. There's a laundromat and there's a coffee shop attached. And one of our towns went to shelter in place order, gosh, I don't know, probably two weeks ago now that it was, or maybe three weeks ago. And so we um, had to make the decision to close that location because um, our customer base is tourism based and then you know people in town who are also in the service industry and locals and so when the tourists are gone which they're obviously gone and then the locals are under a shelter in place order there's not really people out buying things so we decided to close our location there and we were basically trimming down so that we could sustain operating at a loss for until we could the government could pass the you know paycheck protection program i think is what it's called laws and we could get some relief to continue to keep people employed. And right before we got on this call, I got word that we had been approved for that. So hooray. Yay. Great. <laughs> we, you know, yeah, everybody was hanging on by, you know, just the, everybody would kind of got their hours just drastically cut because all of our people like work at either one of those locations. They drive between the two towns. So there was one gal who couldn't. So she, um, she had just been working in the laundromat, keeping it busy. I mean, keeping it clean because those are essential businesses that need to stay open. So she was maintaining everything there. So now that we have that, we can um, exhale, you know, because my husband and I lost our income, but um, we, we should, we can exhale now. We can pay everyone and um, get back to hopefully, you know, not sales, but if, long, if everybody's payroll is covered. And our location that we were opening here, we put on pause right in the beginning of March when we knew things were coming at us and we weren't sure what money was going to do. And so we had to pause, you know, that construction project. And my husband will now be doing the work. My husband and my dad are doing the work slowly <laughs> you know, by themselves. And we're not sure when we'll get that open. Um, and it will probably be a augmented version, you know, maybe just drive through first. Yeah. But we're, we feel super lucky that we have a drive-through at that location so that's that when the kids are all home they uh yeah uh i don't get that time to recharge alone alone time was <laughs> was how i recharge so yeah alone time is gone for if you live with anybody your alone time is gone <laughs> gone gone i mean we have i mean i i know I, it could be worse but uh, we'll we can talk about that i don't like comparative you know, suffering. Yeah. But we're we're six of us in a sixteen hundred square foot house with two cats. No, two dogs and a cat. And you know, my dad is with us sometimes, most of the time. So it can get really cozy in here. <laughs> extra extra cozy. Extra cozy. Extra, extra fucking cozy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and we're in that interesting spot that like my husband and I, we we've been working from home since we got here, we moved last summer. So we were kind of prepped for this. We were like, yeah. we've been working from home, setting up a business for a long time. So my day to day looks real similar, honestly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like as long as I've known you, you know, that I've just been home and I work from home and you know, our shop hasn't, once our shop would have opened, we would have been up there more. But so my day to day hasn't changed other than there are kids home every day and they need to be like now till noon. I'm, I'm my husband and I are negotiating like, Kindergarten work, second grade work, checking on the third all, grader. All the work. <laughs> wake, wake up the sixth grader. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and for me, like my day to day has changed somewhat. Um, obviously, my husband's day to day has changed a thousand percent. Um, but for us, like the gym was a big one for us. Like we've always been like up at 4 a.m to the gym, like in group classes, like that's always been our like regimented life. And I'm super grateful that our gym is doing like online, like workouts, like posting them online. So we're still doing stuff at home, but like literally now it's like peeling ourselves out of bed to work out in the garage, 
We are still working out, which is good, but it's just different. Like it just looks different. We're really both used to like pushing heavy weight and lifting heavy weight. And that's kind of gone. Like I've done more burpees and jumping jacks jacks than I could like ever explain to anybody. But I had to do that for my like mental health and my anxiety. Like I was so anxious the first two weeks of this, probably. Um, I, it slowly started to settle down. Like as I kind of figure out what's happening, I guess you could say, or being more okay with what's happening. Like when my husband lost his job and all this stuff was new and different and changing and didn't know what to do with myself or anything. And like, then I like would panic constantly about everything. And so working out has definitely been my saving grace as far as that. But we, as far as being busy, we're not busy on the weekends anymore. Like Mm -hmm. we don't leave the house. So it's like today we did a lot of like cleaning out like the kitchen cabinets, (laughs) like cleaning out a closet upstairs, like oh, look at all this stuff that we could sell. Like we are ready for a garage sale when all this stuff is happening. Oh, I love it. But um, yeah, that's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So much alone time or like home time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's, we're having the complete opposite. <laughs> and I think I talked about like, I was jealous of people that are bored. I'm like, oh, I wish I was bored. Yeah. Like I, I my days are now half gone, you know, t- to school. And I mean, and, and that at home working, like the, the stress level is just right here the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's not like we go out and we go and do work. It's like we're negotiating all this yeah. at home, all the kids. And like, he's got to jump on a call to talk about the loan. I get to jump on a call to, you know, do an interview or whatever. Like everything is just like existing in this space and it just feels really overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know. And, you know, my therapist was like, uh, things are taking longer. It's harder to concentrate. It's stress. You know, it's stress. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like uh, swimming through maple syrup, not water. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And like, I can see that we're both normally more like quicker, faster. We can do stuff, but we're not right. You know, we're not at capacity, my husband and I. Yeah. And my, my friend sent me this great um, little screenshot and it said, I'm going to pull it up exactly because it was so perfect because of something that I wrote. But she wrote, she sent me this, having time is not the same as having capacity. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like that's, that's where, you know, it's been for us. We're actually our time is less and our capacity is less too, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to free up. And I think that's probably a lot of people are probably shaking their heads. Like the first initial like boom trauma event of, of, of like the economy falling out and like all of this, you know, stuff happening. I'm sure everyone has felt this. Everyone has felt this, like the rug just got pulled out from underneath everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all starting to stand back up. Yeah. You know, maybe we're, maybe we're kneeling. You know, I called it quicksand. I was like, I felt we were in like quicksand for two weeks. We were just like mm-hmm. pivoting, 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 pivoting. You know, what can we do? We can make it to go. We can order online. Uh, yeah. And then it got to the point, and now I feel like it's stabilizing, and we're all getting into our new normal patterns, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's so funny because I have heard so many people like the that underlying question of like, when will it go back to being normal, and what will normal it be? Won't. And I yeah. just don't think that there's ever going to be like we're never going to be where we were. Mm-hmm. before all this happened. And it's not a bad thing. Like I'm okay with it. Like I said, we've lost our full blown minds and we've gone from like 2,100 square foot house, like four bedroom, three bath, two people. And we're selling, we're going tiny. Like we've come up with crazy ideas in this quarantine. But yeah. I just think that people are hanging on so hard to like wanting to be back to like quote unquote normal when it's just not going to be the same. Like we're all mm-hmm. coming out of it a different person. I don't care who you are. Like yeah. if you're, yeah. and if you're like, and everyone's being affected so differently. Like if you're in small business ownership or you're in large business mm-hmm. ownership, like that's different. If you're in healthcare Teaching. versus anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everything is so Teaching. different and everyone's going to be affected so differently, whether it be mm-hmm. sickness, physical, mental, anything. Mm-hmm career wise, like, and it's really taught me so much as far as like identity. Like we've always, Mm -hmm. I've always, always, always hung on to my identity with my job. And Eric has been, my -hmm. husband's been with the same company since he graduated college and that's been his identity. And now that that's gone, we're both like, who are we? Like what is happening? Mm -hmm. But it's opened up so much for us as far as like, I don't have to identify with my job. Like I'm grateful for my job right now. And I'm super, I know that not everyone is in that fortunate spot, but 
like Eric lost that. And so it's like, he's having to refocus. Like he's having to write a resume for the first time since college, like yeah, recreating yeah. his identity. And so I, I genuinely think that I know so many people want to hang on to that, go back mm -hmm. to normal thought, but mm -hmm. being accepting of knowing that normal is going to be different and that's okay has helped me a lot with my anxiety. Like I'm like, we're going to be different. Yes. It's going to be weird. And we're going to live in this crazy tiny house, maybe an RV, Maybe we'll move all over the world. Like I don't, we're, right? we've lost like, our minds with it, but we're okay with it. And it's helping my it. anxiety a lot. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's unusual. I think there's probably a lot of people who are feeling that. And I'm looking up this article. My friends made this article that it was, it was written from a higher education standpoint. Oh, I love this. Stage one is security. Your first few days and weeks in the crisis are crucial and you should make ample room to allow for mental adjustment. Yeah. It is perfectly normal and appropriate to feel bad and lost during this initial transition. Consider it a good thing that you are not in denial <laughs> and that you are allowing yourself to work through the anxiety. No sane person feels good during a global disaster, so be grateful for the discomfort of your sanity. Yes. At this stage, yes. At this stage, I would focus on food, family, friends, and maybe fitness. You will not become the Olympic athlete in the next two weeks, so don't put ridiculous expectations on your body. Burpees and jumping well, jacks. Yep. Burpees I'm gonna, and jumping jacks. I'm going to... Link to this. It's from Chronicle.com, the Chronicle of Higher Education, and it's called Why You Should Ignore All the Corona-Inspired Productivity Pressure. I think I yeah. sent it to you too. But I was like, I love that. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, because I've kind of the same, I've had that same feeling of people wanting to know, you know, how long is this going to last? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it, this is new normal. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you like, you know, kind of things blow up like this and it doesn't ever go back. I don't know what's going to change. You know, I mean, we still were taking our shoes off at airports. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think in um, general, you're going to see such a shift in like normal is going to be just so different. Like I think even like at my day job, like we've been talking about like what our practice looks like with the kids. Like when we have kids coming in for summer camp, like how often mm -hmm. are they washing their hands? What are they doing for this? What is our like when we give the kids snack, which we've always let kids help, like kids helping kids with snack, like that's gone. Like we're changing that. So it's like, there's just been this whole, like, I think, and you're going to see it across the lines with yep. everybody. Everybody's going to be impacted at some point in some way. And I think that it's just going to be kind of where people find that coping side and where people, and I like that you mentioned the productivity part too. Like I, Girl, I've been training for this half marathon. I ran four miles in March total. Like, <laughs> total, yep. total. That was, and I just yep. like hit this rock of pandemic and that was my whole, <gasps> I went from like 28 perfect. miles a week or yep. a month to four yep. miles, four. And that was it. Yep. Total. So, perfect. So this is one of the questions I had for us to talk about is what are you having a hard time with? Gosh. Tell us what fell off for you. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Running definitely did because I was so debilitated by anxiety that like everything felt hard. Mm -hmm. Still mm -hmm. have been working out every morning. Like that's been okay. But man, some of the things, things that are hard got harder for me. So running is hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so since that was hard, it now seemed impossible. Like anything that was hard, we were really pushing out digital courses and really working on like video recording and stuff, which is hard for me. I can talk on a podcast. I can public speak all day, but you put me on video and I struggle and I don't know why. And that just literally the whole project just like kind of fizzled out, which now we're pivoting and making things happen again. But things that were hard got harder. And so I've really had to kind of reframe of like, I'm in a running club and they've been very good about like hyping me back up for April. But like, girl, like 28 miles a month to four miles. Like, four. I was like, who have I become? Like, yeah. and just little things like just my overall anxiety every day. And I know that like, I just talked to my neighbor earlier today and like, we were both talking about like, well, I already had my mental breakdown for the day. So it is yeah. what it is. Like, it is Totally. Me too. I already cried today. Did you cry today? I yeah. cried today. Not, yeah. And it's like, Eric and I have been trying not to like get at each other's throats, but it's like, I know when I get anxious, then I get snappy. Like that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. And then he shuts down because he's not a fighter and I'm like the crazy person. But things like that have just been tough. Like things just adapting to what it is. And I have really struggled with anxiety around like the grocery store and getting gas. Like I had to get gas on Thursday and I was like almost vomiting thinking about getting gas just out of like pure panic. And I was like, this is stupid. Like get out, get gas, sanitize before you get in the car, 
wash your hands when you get home. Like you're going to be okay. But like little things like that have given me so much anxiety. Mm, the overwhelm. Yeah. Yes. We're just in our, our capacity is just at such a lower level. Like we're just instantly flooded, you know, just like, Whoa, you know, yes. and it's that, it's that like my therapist reminded me, she's like, you and a lot of other people are having trauma responses right now. You know what I mean? Like, just remember that and be kind with yourself and like, don't expect too much. And, you know, like do what you can. And I don't know, like I, same thing. Um, so what I used to exercise, I used to go for walks every day. I mean, I, I had, you know, I've, my routine started to fall off when we went on another vacation in February. Cause yeah. I was, I was swamped. I was, February to March. I knew it was going to be, there was a lot going on. I was in school. I was taking two classes, just, I mean, they're online classes and they're like writing classes and whatever, you know, but still it was like mental stuff to do. We're opening yeah. a business. We we're also maintaining these other businesses. So I started to slip when we went on that. Vacation. It was hard for me to get back in my routine after that vacation and then, you know, spring break. And then it just all went to hell, you know, and just like the things that I used to do was like, everything was centered around like getting up, having some time before we woke up the kids, got the kids off to school and then going out into nature and walking around mm -hmm. my house, around the neighborhood. And then, you know, that's not happening. <laughs> that hasn't yeah. been able to happen. And like, you can see like my activity app, you know, I'm showing <laughs> Kelly in the video, like, look how good January, you know, like lots of circles closed. And then yeah. look at my, I don't know if you can see there's yeah. like none of the green exercise circles are, are closed basically, you know? And, and I, um, like I, not meditating every day like all these things that I worked so hard I'm do the same thing of like your exercise routines me and my like you know things I know that serve me well to do throughout the day you mm -hmm. know of the meditation and I've been able to hang on to a couple you know but um exercise uh meditation um, I'm trying to, I can't remember them <laughs> I don't oh. even know what they are <laughs> yeah I you know what I did though I started a relationship with a coach right before this all started. We had about two meetings <laughs> and then this all started. And one of the things we talked about last week and what I did, like one of our, you know, not homeworks, but whatever you want to call it, because this was my idea. <clears throat> I thought of it before we had our meeting and <clears throat> anybody out there, I recommend this to you as well. I made a sanity list. <laughs> That's awesome. On, on one half of the sheet is these things that feed my soul and heart and sanity. Yoga, walks, meditation, read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to a book. You know, I, I literally wrote them down of like, so it's that easy for me to be like, okay, when I'm not at 100%, which is, I'm not going to be at 100% for a while, but like when I need to fill up my cup, this is what I need to look to. So it's that like, it's literally written down somewhere. And then the other half of the sheet, I wrote, remember to do this. And this sounds so basic. And I started to get emotional talking about it to somebody else. It's like, take a shower. Yeah. Take, take your vitamins, journal, wash your face, brush your teeth, get dressed, water the plants, which I fucking forgot to today. So. <laughs> Use your retinol. <laughs> and, you know, um, oh, morning hugs. So I have a morning hug with all my kids and like we were just out of our routine. I was forgetting to like, and we call it morning hug and we hug, you know, like I wrote it down. I mean, it was just like basic stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe I have to write this down to remember this, but that's where we're at right now. And I yeah. did and I, I printed it out. I think that that's so powerful though, because I think that we're all kind of losing sight of what we need right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I was mm -hmm. super, super consumed with like social media constantly. Like I wasn't even listening to like my normal, like I have my normal, like Ed Milet and Brendan Burchard and the Hollises. Like I have my normal podcast that I listen to like Dave Ramsey, like every morning I have a long commute. I listen to them every day. And I was so consumed with like the dirtiest of the dirty coronavirus news. <laughs> like, and I would literally <laughs> listen to like 30 minutes of like, death of like these are the death tolls and then i would get to yeah. work and be like why am i so sad like why am i so ripping anxious the steering ripping the steering wheel yeah and like i stopped listening to everything that filled me up and i focused so hard on like and i would like literally like i was like 
looking at my screen times over the last two weeks and like mm. obsessed with like scrolling uh -huh. back through to like, what are the latest, like how many people in my County have it now? Like, what about this place? Like I have a friend that lives here. Like, what about them? Like just obsessively scrolling with it and at night obsessively scrolling. And it was just driving my own anxiety. And I was like, this is so silly. Like every morning, like we have a routine and like the first week I wasn't doing my gratitude journal. Like I do my start to day journal. I do my gratitude. The first week of all this mama jamma didn't do it at all. And I woke up so pissed every day, like pissed, angry, angry at the world, angry that Eric had lost his job, angry that things were different, angry that all my plans had been changed. Like just, and then like, and then I would just listen to negative news. And I was like, this is so stupid, Callie. Like, what are you doing? Like, and I literally had to like, and I did the same thing. I literally wrote down in my start today journal, one of the days, instead of doing my top 10 dreams, I literally was like, these are the top 10 things I'm eliminating. And this is what I'm replacing them with. And I had to like social media bye. I can't do it anymore. Like I can't read if I need health news, I'm going straight to the CDC and I'm only doing it once every few days reading it and done. Like I can't, we started walking in the evenings, like my husband's home all day now. And so we started walking in the evenings every day, like bundle up if it's cold. Cause this is what I need to keep some sanity. Like I just need away from that connection away from wanting to look at the news. Like even when you turn on Netflix now, it's like, here's your top movies, like pandemic coronavirus oh, 101. I'm like, no, like I can't listen. Like we literally watched jackass yesterday because I needed like hilariousness. <laughs> yeah, who is watching? I want to know who you are because it's also in my recommended. It's high up there. Who is watching Pandemic right now? Right. Like, or whatever it's called. But people are so consumed by it and they want to know yeah. and they're obsessed with it. And I, yeah. if you are out there and you're obsessed with it, I, and you're not having anxiety I, with it, more power to you, right. but more get rid you. of it. Like find yeah. things that fill you up instead. So yeah. I love that you mentioned that because that's, girl, that's where yeah. my heart is through all of this right now. Right. Well, and then I had to, but I had to give myself grace of the, cause then I was like, you are worthless. Yeah. All, you had all these routines and you're on your high horse of like, I know what helps me and I can do it. And then it all just went down the toilet, because, you know, and then realizing that it wasn't just me, you know what I mean? That yeah. like, there's this huge global moment right now. Everyone's in this space. We're super fucking stressed out. People are fucking dying. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 10 million people have filed for unemployment in the last two weeks, right? It was like 3.3 and another six or whatever it was. Like, of course you forgot your gratitude journal. It's all right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, allow yourself some grace, you know? And so, but I, for the little while, I was just feeling like, oh, you're, you thought you had this on lock, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you thought you had your routine down, you know? And I mean, I put a post um, right when this started that's saying um, on my social media that was like, I thought my routine, or turns out my routine wasn't pandemic proof. Yeah. No kidding. You know? <laughs> turns out. And, and, and that's okay. And I've been embracing these, any, you know, article I can find that was like, you know, just ignore all this productivity pressure. And the New York Times um, wrote one like two days ago as well about, there's a lot of messaging about like, do all these things and you have all this free time. And then there was this analogy um, that I read about like some people, this is a sprinkling you know, we're, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat or yeah. something like that. Anyway, some people, this is a sprinkle. Some people, this is a hurricane, you know, so enjoy where, you know, if you're in a sprinkle, like you do you, you know, but don't forget that this is a hurricane for some people. Yeah. And so but for me, feel like, don't forget this is a sprinkle for some people and like be happy for them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm trying to like, what's the best way to say it of like, like, Yes, some people is, is, are affected by this more and some people less, and that's okay. You know, I, I had to let go of some, like I said earlier, I like jealous people who are bored. Yeah. Or like taking up all these hobbies. And it took me, I only started watching Tiger King like five days ago. <laughs> I watched it. I did watch it. <laughs> we finally, and we had to like commit because we kept hearing about it. And I actually knew the story. I read the story last year. 
So I was a little bummed because it wasn't all new to me. Oh, see, I hadn't heard any of it. I was like, what is this crazy stuff happening? Yeah, I, I read like an Esquire or Vice. I don't fucking know, but there was a long in-depth article I read. So I knew what it was immediately. The first, I was like, oh, I know this story. Anyway, having a hard time with groceries. Yeah. Like all the feels about groceries and grocery shopping. It's real weird. Everyone, is it real weird for you? It feels real weird. I know where I am. The major grocery store is called H-E-B. And um, by the way, H-E-B, here, everything's better. <laughs> that's what H-E-B stands for. It's not, it's like a name, but that's what we all, that's their slogan even is here, everything's better. And there, I've been doing curbside for them, with them, you know, for a while now. But their curbside is like booked a week in advance. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to need in a week. I know that sounds, it was just like, just order whatever, you know, but I just like, can't even think a week out. Yeah. <laughs> just not there. So I've been getting groceries from, there's a Walmart neighborhood market that actually, so it's just a grocery store. It's like a mile away and they're about the next day. But like so the, the experience of it all, like ordering something online, trying to get the, the order to go through because things are coming out of your cart, like as you're trying to yeah. do it and then they're coming out of the cart and they're coming out of the cart and I'm just like, what? Just, just give me something. But then going into a store, like I went to a store a couple of weeks ago because I needed food. And uh, oh God, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had this experience of just like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? There's no eggs. You know, like there's no cheese. There's no a like, lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that things are getting restocked. I mean, as of two weeks, it was really bad. But like, these are feelings I know that we're not used to in this country. And I know is it's more normal for other people, but that doesn't mean we can't feel our feelings of like, this feels real weird. Yeah. See, and for me, I'm like so freaked out that I'm going to get sick at the grocery store. Like the grocery thing, we haven't struggled to like, things have been out when we went a couple of weeks ago to a Trader Joe's weird stuff was out, but like nothing that really affected us. Like fresh meat was still there. Fresh vegetables still there. Like you good if you ate meat and vegetables and rice, but yeah. other than that, yeah. like every like every baking product in town was gone, and we don't drink no, milk. We don't anywhere. drink milk anyways, so we we're kind of like, well, whatever. Like this is yeah. fine. But our like local store in our neighborhood is literally out of like everything, and they're really struggling to get stuff restocked. And I did my first cart curbside order pickup for pickup on Friday night and it was a disaster. Like, I don't even know, like my total was supposed to be like $118. I think we got $48 worth of stuff. Wow. None of it was right. Like I was like, I don't know what we got, but this is not what I ordered. Um, yeah. And like, I just, it was just wild. And so we did end up going to another store just cause we needed stuff um, mm -hmm. called Sprouts. It's like a little kind of like a mix mm -hmm. between like a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's, but it was literally this, this is going to sound so preachy for sprouts and I don't care. I'm here for it. But literally they had like one door was entrance. One was exit. You had to go in the one for the entrance. They were literally sanitizing your full cart or hand basket entirely. They had mm -hmm. Purell hand wipes throughout the entire store. There was tape all over the floor to like, this is how far you can beat anybody at any location ever. Right. And everything was stocked. And it was the first store that we've been in that like eggs were stocked we got potatoes. We've not had potatoes in weeks because potatoes are gone, but they had everything. And we were like, okay, like this is, they had lettuce. That lettuce has been gone everywhere. Cantaloupe. Like, like I said, just weird stuff that yeah. like hasn't been available for weeks. They had everything. It was not busy. It was super clean. They had everything like just, like I said, my anxiety has come from that stupid little hand basket that I have to pick up. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> that you think of the 80 people that have picked it up. Yeah. And like sneezed all over it. Yeah. No, it's like the one thing, like no, no other part of my shopping trip scares me except for, for whatever reason, picking up that little hand, like I'll carry them all like this. Like that makes me feel safe. But like, yeah. I'm like doing my big arms, carrying all my groceries that no one can see, but you, but I, yeah, it's wild. The whole grocery experience is bizarre to me. So are there limits on stuff? Like at HEB, that time I went in two weeks ago, did they have signs up saying you can only buy four canned goods and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at this point, everything's already gone. <laughs> so yeah. there's like limit signs, but um, Sprouts didn't have any limit signs, but everything was fully stocked. But, and I, we haven't been to Costco. We haven't been back to Trader Joe's. We haven't yeah. been like, we haven't really been out enough. So I couldn't, when we were at Trader Joe's, there was like limit two per person or limit 
yeah, two per person, but everything was already gone. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that's good. It's the strangest thing. And, you know, I mean, there's a part of me, a big part of me that's like, you know, we needed to feel this. Yeah. You know, like we take a lot for granted, you know, and I definitely had that moment of like, yeah, you know, a lot of people in this world, this is closer to, you know, they're normal. Yeah. And, you know, like a little, a little gut check, reality check or whatever, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Like we have this, we have this illusion of stocked grocery stores and look, we're, we're seeing, you know, what happens. Well, and not just like grocery stores, but like, like I said, overall, like spending, like when we, when my husband got furloughed, we decided like now we're cutting all of our discretionary spending. Like if we can get out of this and not have to touch our savings and eliminate our discretionary spending, like, and then we realized how much we were spending on like bullshit. Like we were like, oh my God, like we spend so much money at Amazon on random stuff that we're like, oh, that's cool. Let's buy this. Like just random stuff. And it's like, yeah. we've always had that as a luxury always. And we've always been very safe with our finances and very safe in our world. But it has done so much for us as people, as far as being like, oh crap, like it's not always this easy. Like you have to cut back. Like you, this is not, none of this is in our control. Like, it's not like my husband got furloughed because of a performance issue. Like Right. This was not our choice. And it's literally put us in this whole new perspective of like what's actually important. Like the random crap at the grocery store, the random cookies, the random, not that we eat a lot of them, but like the one off time that you go and you're like, oh, like $5 for these cookies is nothing or the premium of this or the premium of that. Like we can't afford that now. <laughs> and uh -huh. it's been so good for us to see that because we, we get that not everyone gets that luxury that we've always mm -hmm. had, but it's been very good for us as far as like being more mindful and aware to other people's situations and what everyone else is going through and what people might face day to day mm -hmm. that we don't face. Like I said, we're talking about downsizing our house. Like we're like, this is dumb. Like we don't need all this extra stuff. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And so for us, it's been so powerful, so powerful from a gratitude standpoint, as far as just the perspective it's given us on so many different things. Groceries being one of them too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What are you excelling at? Like what surprised you during this time that you're like, Oh, I'm rocking this. I got this, you know? So I will say our nutrition has been super on point, super on point. We've mm -hmm. done really good with our nutrition. Uh, but I don't know if that's just because our discretionary income has gone. Right. So, um, like we can't just like order pizza when we want it, like once every couple of weeks, like yeah. that's gone. Like we are not eating out at all. But that being said, like we've literally, it's forced us into this like really good spot as far as like eating well, when all this kind of started breaking out, I literally leaned so hard into what's going to keep me healthy and what's going to keep me from getting sick. And that's eating fruits, vegetables, meat, healthy carbs and eliminating crap. Like I am in this phase of like, don't put any toxins in my body because that's going to make my immune system weaker. That's going to make my stomach weaker. That's going to make everything more unhealthy. Um, so we've leaned super hard into a, a healthy diet. Um, we have still been very active, which has been great and good for anxiety. Um, for a while we, I was really struggling with my creative side. Like that was not a thing, but I've leaned more into that and that's really starting to open up for me. And then overall I've been, this is going to sound so crazy, but this goes back to that gratitude thing. I've not, I'm on day like what, 21 of no makeup and <laughs> screw doing anything with my hair. And my skin has looked better than it ever has in my whole life. And I have had like more gratitude for myself. Like I am seeing myself in more of a natural light. I feel good. I feel healthy. I'm not wearing makeup. I'm not trying to do my hair every day. And I appreciate myself so much more and like more gratitude for my health. And so it's kind of taken things off my body image. Like I focused uh -huh. a lot less on some of that like body dysmorphia, body image. And I've been so much more grateful for like being healthy and being strong through this and being able to like physically handle through all of this. So I would say those are probably my excelling excelling points. Eric and I have navigated for being, we've been married like mm, a year and a couple months, just over a year. Mm. We've handled it well, which I would say we've okay. excelled at. We've had our def definitely like just from my anxiety and being snippy, some tough stuff, but we've, we've had to bring it back to basic. Like we literally, Eric has this like card game called Melbourne, which is like this, he got it when he was like in first grade. It's like a card game 
from some, I don't know, German is Milbourne German. And you have to like get a thousand miles in a card game. It's so stupid and it's so fun, but it's definitely brought us back to like looking for more of that, like connection so that I don't have to be on social media to get anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are your excelling points? What are you excelling at right now? Um, okay. Connecting with people. Um, oh, yes. I've talked, I've talked to my family in Massachusetts, like cousins and aunts and uncles, um, yesterday and a week ago, I haven't talked to them all in so long. I mean, seeing them in person, it's been probably four years almost cause I haven't been back to Massachusetts in four years. And that came about because I have a cousin that I connect with a lot and he and I had a phone call and I don't know, it's like the last few minutes of like, Hey, we should we should see if everybody wants to talk. And then I just like ran with it, you know, I like yeah. message everybody. Hey, like it's kind of dumb, you know, like why is it taking like to everyone kind of feel like it's the end of our world to like reach out to family, but still like whatever, do it. So I've had that and I'm taking a lot of social time. Like I went to a virtual birthday party last Sunday. I Today I did, you know, like a call and everyone checked. It was just like check-in calls, you yeah. know, with people. And I did animal spirit card readings on my little call today. Love that. Yeah. And, you know, learning lots of Zoom, teaching lots of Zoom to people. I am leaning, you know, into the writing. And I mean, it, it sounds dumb to say I'm leading into social media right now, but not yeah. consuming it. Yeah. But producing for it, like I'm doing lots of you know, on a group that I have for La Joy Society, like checking in, like I'll, I'll be sporadical, I'll check in like every day for three days and then I don't say anything for two days or whatever. It's probably part of my roller coaster feelings. And I, what I'm con constantly saying is now this has been a couple weeks going on is like, you know, feel your feels. Like if you're feeling anxious, it's okay. Like, you know, you can't stuff that down or ignore it, you know, like you've got to, work with it you know yeah. yeah and the like remembering and reminding people that you don't have to perform during this pandemic and I wrote this blog post where it was about two weeks into this that this kind of experience that I realized how familiar it felt and I wrote this piece about this time right now reminds me of like having a newborn yeah there's so many so many similarities, like all of a sudden you're homebound, you're, you know, you're maybe adjusting to income decrease and like all these things, like you're talking about toilet paper and poop, all the not toilet paper, you're talking about poop all the time, about yeah. the baby, like there are all these similarities, like you're in like kind of sudden isolation and, and so I'm leaning into like creativity, you know, I did really good at limiting my news. I, I turned off news notifications a long time ago. My dad likes to tell me all the headlines. <laughs> so I'd be like, dad, all right, <laughs> enough. <laughs> I've been good at accepting my stress eating. <laughs> Crystallized ginger was really delicious and I'm out of it now. I got to find some more. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've been good at accepting wearing sweatpants. You know, I normally, like, I've, I've worked from home for a while. And before we moved here, I worked from home a lot, too. So I knew the routine of, like, you get up and you get dressed and you kind of set your day. And I'm not doing that. And I'm giving myself grace. <laughs> I am in a full, my one-piece sweatpants outfit right now. Yes. I can't see your sweatpants. <laughs> Whereas I only started wearing makeup last year at the age of like 39. I started wearing makeup every day. So I quickly let go of that. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is something I'm not sure how to say. Like I'm excelling at maintaining a, a positive environment for the children. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not sheltering them from the realities of this. You know, they know what's going on. Even the little ones like the virus, you know, but I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it and I don't want to keep it from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I also, I don't, I read something early on that was like, don't traumatize, or, try not to traumatize your children during this time. You know, like if they want to play video games for four fucking hours, let them play video games for yeah. four fucking hours, you know? And so that was a good reminder of like, let them have the memory of this as this like wild and crazy time where they like went to school over their iPads yeah, and they wore their pajamas for three days. Their hair got nest like <laughs> from snarls, which is common for us anyway. Mom let them have pizza rolls for breakfast. I mean, I'm not strict anyway, but like 
let them be this like beautiful memory time of like these wild like kind of like a snow day yeah you know it feels like everybody's on a snow day for like a, a real blizzard came in <laughs> for six weeks the six weeks snowstorm <laughs> six weeks snowstorm so i'm i'm doing all right you know um a friend of mine a friend of mine posted a thing on facebook this morning and was like respond of what color heart you're at you know yeah and and my, I, I, I was like, I'm yellow. I'm okay. It's okay, you yeah. know. And it was really sweet. She called me, and I missed her call because I was in the shower. But she's somebody I'll reach out to this week. And I, I have to say that this is leading into the next thing I want to talk about. So I'll talk about it first. Is that I'm really leaning into like this passion project, you know, this LaJoy Society stuff. And like I said, by writing, and I'm continuing to have, you know, interviews. I know for a week or two almost a lot of people pushed back and canceled and like everyone just could didn't have any capacity yeah um, and I, I like one week i was like barely getting an episode done and my husband is super supportive of that where he's you know like keep keep doing it and you know I, I have an editing company and i talked to them last week and i was like i don't know my finances i don't know and he was like what can you do you know like like there's been so much extension to me you know of, of services that i have that are like let's worry about money later you know or not worried about it or we won't charge for this month and and it's been real easy because people know you know yeah. i don't have to come come from this really weird spot where it's like everybody understands yeah kind of all in right now so i've been you know that's what i want to say it's like i wanted to talk uh, i want us to talk about you know what what our passion projects felt like right now you know, and so I'm I'm leaning into that for sure, and trying to connect with people because I feel like the messaging that I have about you know accepting good and bad and thorns and flowers and all that is really relevant right now. Like, and I the you know my podcast normally talks to a person, um, have them tell their story from like a really shitty time, yeah, pivot point for their life, and. I feel like this is this time is going to create a bunch of episodes for me yeah. know, sometime, sometime next year, you know, of I could do a whole special next year of how, you know, the coronavirus caused a pivot in your life. And what was the, you know, where did you go from there? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty timely, I feel like, the projects that I do. But I'm, so how about you? Like, I wanted us to talk about, like, what are what are projects? Cause you know, I know this is both not our main gigs for either of us. Yeah. Yeah. My podcast has been such a good outlet for me because like you said, connecting with people has been so crucial right now. Um, mm -hmm. And so I have had more people reach out saying let's record. I know we've talked about it for three, four months. Like let's do it now. And I am super far out scheduled right now because people like, I think people are wanting like craving that connection with people because they are so isolated and so disconnected. I think I've gotten out of some of these podcast interviews so much more like deep raw information out of people because they're in this like vulnerable state that they're willing people to can, share more. Yeah. Um, can access it more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have leaned so hard into the podcast um for my own like my own selfish sanity of wanting to connect with people um but it's been good. And I think that it's really been eye-opening for me as far as like why I'm here and why I'm in the space and why why podcasting. Um, one of my biggest things is I love, I I crave self like connecting with people and connection and the gift of gab. Like I could talk to people all day. And so it's same been <laughs> something that I've really been able to lean into to kind of keep that sanity and keep that focus. And I've been recording a lot lately and it's pushed me into wanting to create more and more content and release more of like an educational series for people so that they can get more of that free resource for education around health and nutrition and wellness and all the things. So for me, it's pushed me into a good space as far as wanting to get more passionate. My cat is eating things off my wall right now. Um, but oh my God, um, it's pushed me into a really good spot as far as my passion projects, but it's, taught me to pivot because I was in this space before really focused on digital courses. And I really thought that's where I wanted to go. But like I said, things that are hard for me right now are really hard. And that's one of mm -hmm. them. Like recording videos is so difficult for me. And I don't know why. Um, like I can public speak in front of 5,000 people and be fine. But you put me in front of video and I just like 
get weird, but, um, <laughs> and maybe it's cause on stage I can walk back and forth and move around a lot. And that's my, like, I like to move around a lot. <laughs> and so, um, it's just hard for me to focus on. And so it's taught me to pivot a little bit and really push me into like a, okay, this is not like things are already too tough for me right now. Like how can I pivot to still get that same educational basis around things that I am passionate about? So it's been good. Once I got through the first couple of weeks of things, um, <laughs> it's been really good as far as, but the podcast has been a huge, a huge lean in for me. Yeah. Yep. Same, same. And, you know, I, I think we talked about like the, in March, things kind of went wild with social media and pod, everyone was out of their routine, you know, yeah. and I was like, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seven people saw something I wrote or posted like this yeah. seems really bizarre. And it was like realizing that everybody was like leaning into news or whatever. And it made sense. And I think that's stabilizing again. So I think that like, I, you know, maybe for the first two weeks, like tried and then was like, oh, but now feel much better um, about it now, you know, in the last week of like, okay, I feel like we're all like, all right, we got this now. We got our new routines. We're setting up our new systems, you know, we're getting back into things that feed our souls instead of just, you know, panic. Yeah. It's real. It's real. You know, the, the feelings that we all felt. And yeah, I just, I think that if people can take one thing out of this whole episode, mm -hmm. I think understanding that you, I love your idea of listing things out, like understanding what you can eliminate right now and understanding what you need, 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 need to keep your soul filled is so important. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to take one thing from this whole episode, take that, <laughs> take what you need and right. get rid of things you don't because it's right. so hard right now. It's so hard right now mm -hmm. and it's so hard for everyone on so many different levels and you'll never understand how other people are feeling and going through it and take care of what you can and connect with who you can and do, do all the things that you can handle and let go of things that you can't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Be a, like complete self-acceptance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're at a two that day, be at a two that day. Like don't try to psych yourself up to an eight, yeah. you know, like oh, own your two. You know, and in when days you're at an eight, own your eight, you know, and like sometimes it's the morning is a two and the afternoon is an eight, you know, I mean, sometimes I have those days yeah. and I, I highly recommend writing out that list and then fucking posting it so other people can see yeah. um, and what your needs are. Like I put that, uh, I want my children to all, I know my oldest had already done this, you know, they made a list of things they want to do during this time and I want to do it with all of the children now that I posted mine today you know, I'll sit with my kids and be like, okay, what makes your heart happy? That's what, that's like how, that's the verbiage I yeah. use with them and write it down so that, and post it so that the other people in your family can help you, Yeah, you know, be like, would, so they can know what's on your list and say like, Farrah, would you like to do a puzzle right now? You know, so that we can access what, you know, easily and help each other. And I, I'm the, it sounds so basic to write down, like wash your face, but that's where we were at for a yeah. while you know, and like accepting that and like, yeah, everyone, if that's what you need to take is like, make yourself a list like I did. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your fucking next to your bed of like, don't, for, I don't forget your retinol. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. I am big on my list and my visual lists. Yeah. Otherwise I don't remember my list. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's, it's so funny. It's like, these are like, why am I fucking reminding myself to brush my teeth? But like, who else has only brushed their teeth once? You know, yeah. if you, I mean, you're going to work, but like, I know there's a lot of people that are at home, you know, is Eric brushing his teeth? Yeah. His yeah. I think he still is. One of our big ones yeah. is making our bed. Like we are so regimented uh, on making our bed. And this morning, I think we made the bed at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, yeah. what have we become? Like, no, like <laughs> we make our bed right when we wake up. Like what is happening to the, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's having an identity crisis. A hundred percent. Oh Yes massive identity crises on top of like economic fallout and like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I want to remember, and I know, I know this about you, um, but we'll say it out loud. is like, we we're all healthy right now. No one is sick mm -hmm. in my family, in your family. And want to like hold space for a minute to people who, you know, are sick right now. And the people who I talked to a bunch of nurses today in my family and, my husband talked to nurses in his family and 
like holding those people in our hearts and knowing that they're like going to the front lines of this battle without the proper, you know, tools that they need. And uh, it just breaks my heart for them. And I know, you know, people are sourcing what they can and there's just supply and demand problem, you mm-hmm. know, and shitty time um, for them. And um, I'm so happy that they're getting um, at least emotional support. I hope they feel it from the entire country, you know, sending our love to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I appreciate that too. Cause yeah. I know that there are so many people out there really putting themselves at risk. I've got some really good friends some family, good, good people out there that are dealing with it in and out every day and then coming home to bring that to their families as well. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And they're being told to be prepared to work, you know, even without personal protection equipment, mm-hmm. you know, that that's coming and that just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, we hold them in our hearts. Absolutely. And yeah, be so grateful for them. All right. I guess we should, we should come to an end here. I feel like we could talk for I hours. Know, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jesse, for doing this with me tonight. And oh. I think this has been awesome and a really good opportunity for people to kind of see different perspectives and see kind of what's going on and what's okay. And we're all going to be in this together. We are. We are all in this together. And yeah, to hear, you know, that other, if you're alone thinking like, oh my God, I lost my routine. Again, thinking like you're garbage, you know, person for, mm-hmm. you thought you had such a good handle on your routine. This is, it's happening to everyone, yeah. you know, let's give each, give each other grace and love and we'll get through this. I, I'm sure I'm probably not the only, I know we'll be fine in the end. Yeah. Everybody knows that, you know, but it's just some anxiety between now and the end, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Kelly. I really um, was looking forward to, you know, having a talk and connecting and doing a little crossover here. Yes. I love it. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye everyone. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the made no sense I felt so wrong and out of place now seemed to fit perfectly to tell a story that was meant to be Choices made, cards left on tables and cards played And no one knows, how will it go? Questions burning in the mind, answers may not be there to find So pain